If there's any myth that seems to be hanging around that seems to have stood the test of time, it's that salt is bad for you. And the problem with these black and white statements, something is good for you, something is bad for you, you should never do this, you should never do that, is that generally most of these things greatly depend on the context of them. And as always, if something is said in absolutes, you want to be slightly skeptical. Even if I say something in absolutes, be skeptical of me as well. It seems like almost every single aspect of food at some point in its existence has been demonized. Sugar is bad for you. Meat is bad for you. Carbs are bad for you. Fruit is bad for you. Salt is bad for you. And it really starts to beg the question, what are you supposed to eat if all of that is bad for you? So let's start with the fact that we're all different and some of us are certainly going to respond better to a higher salt intake or a lower depending on who we are. And some of us may be more susceptible to certain conditions and others may not. So let's work through the salt myth and start with the fundamentals which I'll do my best to keep as basic as possible. So salt is made up of sodium and chloride that are two minerals that play a super important role in your body and your health. For example, sodium plays an important role in muscle control contractions, nerve function, regulating your blood pressure. It also plays a crucial role in helping your cells maintain the right balance of fluid and is the most abundant and important electrolyte in our bodies. Chloride, the other component of salt, is the second most abundant electrolyte, and low levels of chloride can cause issues with carbon dioxide buildup in the blood, leading to more acidity in the blood. So as you can see, salt is pretty valuable, and in fact, essential. Now most of us who have been warned about salt have often heard it being linked to causing issues with blood pressure, perhaps heart disease as well, and upon looking at the research, too much salt for those who are prone to having high blood pressure or are more sensitive to having a higher salt intake will benefit from monitoring their salt intake and ensuring that it doesn't get too high. When it comes to heart disease, the research does seem to be inconclusive. So if you have your concerns, maybe you want to dig a little bit deeper, but I couldn't see anything with a concrete link between the two. On the other hand, it seems as if a diet too low in salt can lead to low blood sodium, which will put you at risk of headaches, fatigue, nausea, etc. Along with that, a study done in 2003 on the effect of a low sodium diet showed that this increased the bad LDL cholesterol. And another study showed that salt restriction can cause insulin resistance too. So the conclusion of this is that if someone is sensitive to high salt and has higher blood pressure levels, then they probably do want to keep this monitored and within a range that keeps these things under control for them. However, there are some very good ways of reducing your blood pressure aside from reducing your salt. Weight loss, for example, reducing stress, reducing caffeine, regular exercise. And if you're already someone who's living a predominantly healthy lifestyle, you're likely to have far less sodium in your diet than you potentially expect. If you do want to stay slightly more on the safe side, then opting for like a sea salt or a pink Himalayan salt might be a good option. You may have heard some pretty outlandish and wild health claims about these, and to a degree, they certainly are more natural and contain more minerals, but don't expect anything life-changing or any radical results by any means. The main benefit is really just the minerals and the fact you'll probably avoid the additives in traditional table salt. So to summarize, I think the best thing that we can do here is maybe look into our blood pressure if we are concerned, look at the amount of existing sodium in our diet, and if the blood pressure is a little bit high, make sure we start with some of the lifestyle shifts that we can do to improve that, and then maybe we want to regulate the amount of salt we have, but we don't want to fear it because we don't want to be prone to any of the issues that we could potentially create by having not enough sodium in our system. So I hope that helped team. Take care. Remember not to listen to absolutes and I'll speak to you very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. 
be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.